This is surreal, isn't it? What a strange couple of weeks. What unusual times we are living in. With all of the changes to our lives that we're going through at the moment and the serious situation that we can expect over the coming weeks, I am so grateful that we can continue to meet together and worship together as church family, even if it is through screens and speakers. I have a much shorter talk for you this morning, you'll be pleased to hear. Found in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 14. If you've got a Bible to hand, you might even have one in your house. Why not grab it now, especially if it's an actual book? So we're going to be doing uh, Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 14, and Caitlin is going to come and kindly read it out for us just now. Oh, it's uh, going to be read out in the New Living Translation, and it'll appear on the screen in the NIV. Thanks, pal. Great. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Thanks, Caitlin. Okay, told you it was short. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine out. Like many of us, I'm sure, I've spent a lot of this week asking, what do people need right now? What is the best way to help? To make a positive difference to our community, to help our friends, our family, our church, our neighbours, and those who we would normally share our daily lives with. What do people need right now? apart from, apparently, toilet roll. Here's a few things I've concluded. We need a cure for coronavirus. The world needs our researchers to have everything practical that they need and God's guidance on top of that to find a cure as soon as possible. We need our healthcare workers and our healthcare system to have the resources to treat those who are unwell. Those who are hungry need to be fed. Those who are isolating need community. Those with worries about their income need provision. Those with worries about their health need protection. Those with worries of any kind need Jesus. All of us, all of us need Jesus. There are some of those things that we can make a personal, practical difference to. We can check in on our neighbours. I love those little cards, the little hello cards that so many of the community have been putting through letterboxes to make sure that people have help and connection when they feel helpless and cut off. They're brilliant. We can look out for those who need provision at the moment, those who need help financially at a time when that kindness could mean the world to them. We can practice physical distancing, which I prefer to the phrase social distancing. Credit to Jesse for that one. And we can do our bit to not catch and not spread the virus, to help our health service cope with the flow of cases they'll receive. We can practice restraint, only taking off the shop shelves what we need and allowing the rest of the community to get their food and supplies that they need too. 
whilst our supply chains are adapting to this last week's rush. Those are things we can do, practically. There are some things that most of us can't directly affect, like research for a cure, but we can pray. We can ask God to shift the situation supernaturally. If he's there, if he's real, if this is actually true, then he hears these prayers and he answers them. But whether we're swamped with information right now, inundated with instructions and maybe overwhelmed with anxieties, I'm fully convinced that all of us, all of us need Jesus. And I think that he's been kindly hinting at us to get right with him in the lead up to this present crisis. Our own preaching for the last couple of years has been a journey through the Gospel of John so that we can see what Jesus is like, then a journey through the Book of Acts to see what living as Jesus' people on his mission looks like. And the call for us this year has been to make sure our own personal relationship with God is good, to look after ourselves and the flock in terms of our relationship with him, and to encourage, to enhearten each other, which we need now more than ever. Jesus has been kindly speaking to us in ways that would strengthen us for this time and to prepare us to live for him through it. I shared with you at the beginning of this year on January the 5th that I'd asked God, what does he want to say to us for this year? The message that I shared was, how is your own love for Jesus? It was the story of 10 bridesmaids with one job, to have fuel ready in their oil lamps to burn bright in the dark night. Five of them did. They were ready. And five of them only had the outward appearance of having a full lamp. So I offered us this challenge. There are no plus ones in our relationship with God. If you're interested, of course, you're welcome to go back and listen to our previous talks. Something to do over the next couple of weeks? The reason I mentioned to you this morning is this. We need Jesus. And now that the church crowd has dispersed, there's no hiding behind each other anymore. This turning the tables of our ordinary lives might just have the benefit of revealing the distractions and the destructions in our lives. Maybe, even amongst this painful time, the Lord is giving us a chance to be set free from the habits that rob us of time with the God who loved us into being and who loves to live with us, invites us to withdraw with him into a private place in our hearts and there loves to lovingly fill us and transform us. Amongst the chaos of empty supermarket shelves and upturned work and school routines, what if? we took the opportunity to Sabbath, to rest with Jesus. What if, amidst the upheaval, we found a chance to stop, to spend that half an hour a day quietly reading the Bible with him that we promised ourselves would be our habit anyway? What if we spent time in silence, just sitting with Jesus? And let me call something else out, right there. Jesus is not another person that you need to check in on. This is not you doing him a favour 
Oh, I want to scroll through Instagram, but I've got to pop next door into my room to check in on Jesus. No. Jesus is checking in on you. It's he who's put the little hello card through your door. It's he who has stood at your door with the delivery of essentials that we need, and it's we who's refusing to let him in. So, let's let him in, each of us. Let's spend time restoring our souls with the God who loves us. He is even better than Netflix. At the UK and Ireland Vineyard National Leaders Conference in January, the one that wasn't cancelled, John Mark Comer talked about Christians being a non-anxious presence, which I love. And if you want a link to these talks, let us know, we'll post them for you. Non-anxious presence. Gosh, couldn't the world do with some of those right now? But if we are going to be a non-anxious presence, then firstly, we need to be non-anxious. We need to not just be without worry. It's not the absence of a problem, but we need to be carrying an active peace. A peace that is its own powerful force in our conversations with our friends and family, our interactions on social media. We need an active peace that flows out of us. That peace that comes from Jesus' presence. And no forgery of it lasts for long. Being actively filled with Jesus' peace means having an active relationship with him an active devotion to him, a live connection with him. Being able to carry the peace of Jesus means we need to be filled with Jesus. Being able to shine out the light of Jesus means that we need to be lit up by him. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Candles can't light themselves. They need a spark. They need the life of a flame to transform a candle into a light. If we're going to shine as light in the darkness around us, our lamp first needs to be lit. We need to go back to the source of light and life himself. He's stood ready and willing. I mean, after all, he made us to be these lights. So, let's. And there's a follow-up. Once we are lit, the instruction is to not keep it to ourselves. We're not just called to be non-anxious, we're called to be present. Once we are lit, once Jesus' light infuses our hearts and minds and lives, we've a responsibility to shine our light out to all those who need to see it. To be a light amongst a world suffering so much darkness. To point other unlit candles to the one who can give them the light they so desperately need. Friends, your friends need Jesus too. So, who can you offer to pray with? 
Who can you share your experience of the hope that Jesus gives you with? I've heard a couple of wonderful stories this week. Uh, There was a group who went to the supermarket and handed in a pile of homemade leaflets for the staff, telling them that this group was praying for them, that Jesus sees them and loves them. And you know, the staff wept with gratitude for such kindness because the other customers in the store had been getting at them and shouting at them all day. I have a friend who rang up to get their universal credit sorted amidst all of this financial uncertainty. And when they spoke to the advisor, this person asked the advisor, what could I pray for for you? Apparently the advisor laughed and said, pray that the phone lines quieten down. People are being kind to each other, which is essential. And also as an aside, I can tell you, I am deeply delighted at how the community of Northeast Fife has rallied around Storehouse, the food bank. It is so, so good. We are so, so grateful. And we just want to make sure that we're there uh, serving those in need at this time. What a joy. Thank you to the community. But as well as that kindness, which is so necessary, and even above that, more than that kindness, God's people are pointing precious souls back to the God who loves them and wants to meet them, especially in a time of uncertainty and anxiety. People need to be cared for, practically. And people need to see that God is really there and really cares for them, perhaps now more than ever. Where we place the candle of our relationship with Jesus matters. If we keep it on the down low, then nobody gets to see his light through us. But if we hold it up high, we're doing them a kindness shining a light into the world that needs to see it. And in verse 13, or 14, (laughs) Jesus tells us that if we're all lit up, then people will begin to notice him in us naturally. That as our lights are held up high, those wandering in the dark valleys will see the shining city of God's family high up on a hill and be able to find shelter, safety, community and home. So my encouragement to us, as we adjust to physical distancing, is to take this opportunity to let Jesus set us alight, and then to shine his light out for those around us. As verse 16 says, so that everyone will praise your heavenly father and know for themselves the light that he offers them too. The world needs Jesus's light at the moment. And his plan is to shine through you, friend. You are the light of the world, disciple. Let's pray. And as we do, normally we'd invite you to stand up. So do please feel free to stand, even in your own home, silly as you might feel, or to change your posture now to receive from God, to say to him, Lord, I opt in. Let this be my prayer too. Let's pray. I'm just going to wait for a moment. Um, even though it's, uh, it's odd to leave a bit of silence, uh, I'm just going to wait for a moment. I'm just going to wait on the Lord. Would you come?
Holy Spirit of God and set us alight. In each of our own hearts now, Lord, would you come and meet us, please? Come fill us. Restore us. Sustain us with your presence and your light, Lord. Come and shine out of us. Share your light and your love with those around us, physically or digitally. Come, Lord, speak to us. Show us your love for us. Make us faithful servants of yours. And before that, make us faithful sitters with you. And would you make our flames of your presence in us burn brighter and brighter? Would your fire fall on the sacrifices we make to offer our food supplies to our neighbours? On our brave offers to pray with those who we speak to? On our taking a risk to introduce people to you and to your love? Father, let your light shine before all men and women and children. Let your light shine in all men and women and children. Even now, Lord, as we finish our service together, would you come, Holy Spirit, and I ask that you would bless each of our church family as we've been worshipping together, scattered rather than gathered, but still together. Come, Holy Spirit, with blessing and life and even healing in your wings. We praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in your name we pray. Amen.